Welcome to Mind and Soul Matters. I'm Farah Feeney. Through conversations with everyday people, Mind and Soul Matters aims to broaden our understanding of mental health and spirituality and to deepen our insights into the challenges and meaning of our lives. Music is a universal language, a medium through which emotions are expressed and felt. Khalil Gibran described music as a language of the spirit. It opens the secret of life, bringing peace, abolishing strife. And recent studies show music can lift our mood and reduce anxiety. I am delighted to be talking with Shamim Tahiri Lee, a musician whose career spans over a decade as a singer, songwriter and producer, with an extensive list of nominations and awards. Shamim has supported major international artists such as Michael Bolton and Belinda Carlisle, just to name a few, and undertaken tours in Australia, the USA and Canada. The Sydney Morning Herald describes Shamim's music as an explosion of soul, taking you on a journey to a world full of positivity, love and understanding. Let's find out how Shamim has used her music to navigate through life's challenges and how music can be a ladder for our soul, a means whereby we are lifted up. Welcome, Shamim. It's wonderful to have you here. Thanks for having me. We just heard a small snippet from Beautiful Soul, such meaningful lyrics with a powerful message. Love your music. And one of the songs I keep coming back to is Strawberry. Strawberry. That's funny. That's a gig favorite, that one. And I wonder if it's because people relate to it. It's a very personal song for me. I have a birthmark on my face. It's about the size of 50 cent coin and it's quite conspicuous. And I I always get still to this day, a lot of questions about it. And I remember as a child wanting to cover it up with makeup and hide it away and try and blend in a bit more and be normal. And at one point I just thought, why, why am I doing this? It's part of me. It's part of who I am. It makes me unique. And maybe I should just embrace it and just flaunt it. So the song is really all about that. And I think it's that story that people relate to because I think everyone has their own, in inverted commas, strawberry, something about them that maybe they're a bit shy about or maybe they used to be shy about, but it's it's them and they, they want to be able to be free with it. Strawberry, you're what makes me so unique, you see. day I was feeling low, flat, deflated, and psychologists have bad days too. <laughs> and I listened to your music and I felt uplifted. I felt at peace. And I wanted to know how do you produce music that is, as described by the Sydney Morning Herald, full of positivity, love, and understanding? What is the inspiration behind your music? 
Well, big question. Basically, there are two main inspirations for my music. One is just life, just life experiences and personal experiences, just expressing sort of what's going through my heart. And the other one is sort of looking with social consciousness at the world and also with a, a spiritual framework that I have and thinking, okay, how can I tell a story about what's happening in the world? Let me look at these, these issues that are in the world, these challenges, these inequalities. How can I tell a story about them? How can I express them? How can I poke at them and even suggest some ideas about them? Um, so that's the, that's the other real inspiration for my music. And I guess a lot of that spiritual framework comes from the Baha'i teachings that I've embraced. For example, on my most recent record is a song called Moderation, which is about how we really live in a world of extremes. And there's a lot of groups that are sort of opposite to each other being pitted against each other, like religionists versus scientists, for example, or different political groups, you know, pitted against each other, the different classes of people pitted against each other. And I guess in, in this song, I'm asking why do they have to be against each other? Is everything really black and white? Is everything binary? Is everything a dichotomy? Or is there some, is there some way we can meet in the middle? Is, is that actually where we'll find more answers? Capitalism, communism, left against the right, all the shades divided by the prism. We are prisoners of each extreme, each one indoctrinating their other songs that come to my mind ju- just the show just, just the, the show, show. Yeah. can you tell us about that song because that was another song that really resonated with me yeah just a show it's from the same recent record and that's actually interesting because that comes from both inspirations because uh-huh. it's a personal inspiration of being a musician that song's about the dark side of the music and arts industry mm. the side that's a bit seedy the side that's exploitative of people so that that's what that song is about so it's it's partly my experience but also a bit of a commentary on how can this beautiful world of art and you know entertainment should be a beautiful thing how has it become perverted in mm. some ways and how do you personally reconcile those two worlds in terms of you're a musician and mm-hmm. and as you said that industry in some ways has been perverted. And I did read that even even simple things like you don't like wearing high heels and you don't <laughs> like wearing makeup. Yes. But in this world of performance, mm. there are some things that you've had to compromise as simple as wearing makeup and wearing high heels. Yeah. So how do you reconcile these two worlds and decide where you draw the line? It's so difficult (laughs) Mm. and I feel like I'm constantly navigating that and I think very recently I think I've given up on the high heels. I (laughs) I used to do like, you know, I'm going to stick through this, I'm going to try and look beautiful and and recently maybe it's to do with becoming a mother and I just can't be bothered anymore (laughs) and maybe one day I'll do an Alicia Keys and throw away the makeup too, who knows, but I think it's constant navigation. I'm still figuring it out. One thing I really hope or I cling to is that to me, everything is a weapon that you can be used for good or evil, just like social media, you know, you can use it for good, you can yeah. use it for very negative causes as well in very harmful ways. And I think music is the same. It, it can so easily 
drag people down or it can be used to basically spread really negative messages, whether directly or sort of more insidiously. And, or, you know, like, like how can I use music as a weapon for good and make sure that I'm always you know, doing my best to stay true to that? It is about embracing ourselves as we are and what we're comfortable with, because that's mm. what I'm hearing. You are decided to throw away the high heels because that's not who you truly are. So you've embraced mm. who you truly are mm. rather than trying to conform to what is expected. Mm. And as a mum, what I keep coming back to is, as you said, there are these very subtle messages in some pop music. Mm. And as a mum, being very, very conscious of what my child even listens to, yeah. not only what I listen to. Mm. And that's why I, I love your music because really the message is so powerful and meaningful and it's about us really internalising some of that in our own personal life too. Yeah, we'll go the extra of research that supports the benefits of music for our mind and soul in terms of both creating and listening to music. How has music helped you in your journey through life? Huge question. I feel like you're asking me about my whole life journey there. It is but, a big question, yes. Because I feel like, and maybe this sounds silly, that music has been a soundtrack to my life, but it very much has. Yeah, I just, I remember the time that I really started writing songs was when I was a teenager, sort of just entering that, you know, adolescent stage. And I needed it to be able to process all the emotions that I was feeling. You know, you have so many emotions when you're in high school, when you're a teenager. And I would just come home and I would just bang, bang, bang on the piano and I'd write all these lyrics and I would carry a pen with me everywhere and I'd just write on things, you know, like I would, I'd keep a notebook, but if for some reason I didn't have my notebook, I'd write on napkins. I was just expressing, you know, and it really helped me. And I remember once I wrote a really, it was quite a dark song. I'm not quite sure what I wrote it, but you know, it was a very, very dark song. And I performed it in front of my music class at school because we had to do a performance for each other that day. And my teacher said, are you quite all right? Mm. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm fine <laughs> like this. And I really meant it. I think being able to express all the feelings into the music meant that I could then let them go and then be happy and chirpy and, and get on with it. So that stands out to me because it was a time that I wrote really profusely and a lot of music. And I think it was because I was a teenager, basically. But then there have been other times in my life where I've gone through something really difficult and it's been another way of processing and a, a source of comfort even to be able to put words to something and uh, even after I've written something to be able to sing it over and over again has almost helped me yeah to just move through whatever it was like a time when I was uh, I felt betrayed by uh, someone who was very close to me a mentor of mine and, you know, another time, you know, other times I should say where I've, for example, supported a loved one with mental illness and it had a really um, dragging down effect on me as well. Being able to put, put it into music really helped me to just, it was almost like navigating 
I'm, you know what I'm seeing in my mind? I'm seeing Sleeping Beauty and that that maze of thorns mm-hmm. um, that the prince has to cut through to get to, to her, like, you know, to navigate these negative feelings and to be able to find the other side of them. Yeah. So through creating music and expressing it and, and that's mm. been your way of navigating through some of those challenges. Yeah, I would say that has been one really major way. But it's also helped me to express the beauty and positivity too. And I have written some songs that were just from these moments of, you know, I was just having a natural high and I was like, let's write a song right now. <laughs> you know, right. let's capture this moment. And yeah, there's a few songs. You'll, you'll probably know which ones they are if you listen to my records, which are capturing those moments of like just pure joy as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've captured the highs and the lows well, through your them. music, all of them, <laughs> yeah. a, a way of expressing. And and this is what the research supports as well, that it's not only through listening to music that our mood is lifted or we're feeling anxious, we feel calmer, which is what I personally experience mm. when I listen to your music, but it's also through creating music. Yeah. You know, music therapy is a lot of evidence behind that, that creating music. And, mm. and for some people it might be music as it is for you, but for others it might be through other forms of creativity, which is really expressing their soul. And through that expression it can help our our mind and our soul. Yes. So a couple of songs that I I want to come to back mm. to. One of them is I love you, but so mm. is because that is one of the songs where I feel there is like a lot of expressing some tough times. Yeah, that song. The great thing about difficult things that happen to you in life is that you produce a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I produce a lot. I think this one one betrayal of this was a time that I felt really betrayed by somebody close to me. I thought that I knew who they were, but then all of a sudden I didn't anymore. And they just did some things that were very out of character and it left me very, very lost. And I wrote so many songs about this one thing. And it's so funny to watch the journey of these songs. And it starts as early as my self-titled album, which is my second record. Uh, It goes through disappointment goes through anger, goes through a sense of loss and trying to want to forgive but, you know, struggle with that. Then uh, a state of thankfulness for the other things I did have, even though this thing really, really was terrible, that trying to cling to the positive things. And then this song was kind of this wanting to reconcile but still finding it hard, being able to separate a person from their actions to say, I love you but I don't like the things you're doing. So that's that's kind of what, what it's exploring there. whole therapeutic process you've gone through (laughs) by writing these various songs yeah like the whole process of grief disappointment hurt sadness anger yeah and uh forgiveness did you come to forgiveness I I'm getting there I think So I think that's a hard part that we all struggle with. We yeah. all have situations, um, perhaps people that we have felt hurt mm. by their actions mm. and how we travel from that hurt, anger, sadness yeah. to forgiveness. That's, mm. Do you have any answers for us? 
When I think I've reached forgiveness, I'll let you know. (laughs) You know, because I think it's very easy to say, say, I forgive you. Mm. But to in your heart to really feel that you've let go, you know, and you're no longer harboring judgment against a person or um, resentment against a person. And I don't know if I can honestly say I have 100% left behind all of that resentment and all of that hurt. I think I've left behind a lot of it. I'm a lot more understanding now, but I I would love to be able to completely purge it. And and I'm a human. I haven't yet. Mm. It's a journey. Yeah, Yeah, it it is is a journey. And one of my role models when it comes to forgiveness is uh, Nelson Mandela. Mm. For him to step out of that prison after so many years and to forgive and I don't know how he did it, but, oh. yeah, that's that's one of my role models. It's incredible. And yeah. I think sometimes when we have a higher calling, maybe it, it helps and maybe that's what we have to use. <laughs> maybe that, that's what I have to draw on as a higher calling to be able to forgive truly. Mm. Mm. Can you expand on that? What a higher calling to reach forgiveness might look like? I think Nelson Mandela he wasn't forgiving just for himself. He was forgiving for the healing of all of humanity because he was trying to show through his being that in order to heal, this is what we need to do. Maybe because I'm just forgiving for me and one other person, (laughs) maybe it's not enough. But actually, in a way, now that we're having this conversation, it's just making me think, you know, if we treated our personal problems as if they were humanity's problems and thought like, if I want humanity to learn how to forgive, then I do as well, then I think we would go a long way. It does Mm. all start with small deeds that leads to bigger things for humanity, I guess. The ocean is made of many drops. Yes, exactly. And we started off by talking about your music and uh, music being a ladder for our soul, and we've ended up having conversation about Nelson Mandela, there you go. the power of music. Yeah. That's it. And tell us about what's been happening more recently in your life. You are a mum of two. I'm a mum of two. And what's that been like? It's been like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful and it's so challenging and it's a constant learning curve and you're constantly discovering things about yourself and about these two other human beings that have somehow magically come into this world through you. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been incredible. What have you discovered about yourself since being a mum? I've discovered that I am a lot stronger than I could have ever imagined. You know, I think we 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 keep on getting stronger and stronger. There's some times I've been thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot do this anymore. This is just so hard. And then somehow I'll get used to it. And mm. then I'll, and then, then the next challenge will come and I'll have to face that. Yeah. I think being a parent is a, almost sometimes wonder if it's part of the cycle of life for our own development as, you know, as individuals, it's very character building. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think yeah. one of the things my children have been sent into my life for is to teach me patience. Yeah. I I haven't met a parent who hasn't said that they haven't learned patience, you know. Right. right. So I'm not the only one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tammy. Where can people find out more about your music? Best place is probably my my website, shamimusic.com, and that will link you to all my socials and I guess whichever streaming platform or platform you enjoy listening to music on, um, it's very likely that my, my music is there as well. 
Wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much, Shamim. I've really enjoyed chatting with you and learnt from you and we've gone from your music to lots of different things that we've talked about. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. It was, I enjoyed it very much. We do have a special treat for everyone at the end of today's episode, so keep listening. But before we get to that, if you'd like to access more of Shamim's music, check out her website, shamimmusic.com. A special shout out this month to Baha'i Blog for their support and collaboration. Collars Taid, we love working with you. And thank you to our listeners. You can continue to show your support by sharing an episode with a friend and following Mind and Soul Matters on social media and on your preferred podcast app. And as promised, we leave you today with a special treat. Enjoy.